0: The way your organization works, the way it collaborates, it innovates, it produces is most impacted by its behaviors and by your behaviors. Like young children, employees often mirror the behavior of the adults that supervise them. Bad behaviors beget bad behaviors. Welcome to Insert Human. I'm Chris Colbert. As the former managing director of the Harvard Innovation Lab, I realized many things. And one of the things I realized is that the pace of technology-driven change is faster, far faster than most organizations and most people's ability to change. That gap equals risk, vulnerability, and eventually long-term viability. And it's a particularly troubling gap in the three sectors that underpin modern society, banking, education, and healthcare. It's the biggest existential threat they have, and by extension, we have. Closing the gap requires transformation, and transformation requires a much better understanding of ourselves, because at the end of the day, all transformation is human transformation. That's why I created Insert Human, a weekly conversation with brilliant people about better understanding us, and in doing so, shrinking the gap and increasing the chances of a better outcome for all. Before we dive into today's episode, an offer to all the listeners who are leading some sort of transformation effort. I've learned that the key to a successful transformation, organizations big or small, begins with adopting seven critical habits. And while most of the leaders I've met have nailed some, rarely have I seen any honed to an innate, really effective level. To find out how you're doing with the seven habits, you can get my guide, The 7 Habits of Highly Transformative Leaders at chriscolbert.com. In my transformation work, I often get asked by leaders how to transform their organization. What can they do? Ultimately, I came to realize that they can do a lot. In fact, they have to do a lot. That For an organization to transform, its leaders must be transformative, and they must transform themselves. And the rationale for all of this goes something like this. It's no secret. The pace of digital technology-driven change is faster than most of our organization's natural ability to change. Hell, it's faster than our ability to change. And that growing gap equals business risk, vulnerability, and eventually long-term viability. It's the biggest competitive threat we have, you have, I have. Closing that gap requires motivating and teaching our employees how to transform faster, smarter, and forever, because the pace of change is never going to slow down. It's fundamentally about your employees learning how to adapt and about you becoming an adaptive, transformative leader. Becoming that kind of leader means adopting new habits new ways of thinking, of acting, of guiding, managing, and organizing your organization to get it to change. And for you and all of them to embrace constant change as the most critical competency in today's world, and arguably the only path to a sustainable future. The seven habits of highly transformative leaders, which I'm about to walk you through, are not discreet. To exhibit one, you need to exhibit them all. The good news is that they are not complicated. They're actually quite simple. The complexity is that your decision to embrace them will necessitate that you let go of old habits and replace them with these. Habit number one, embrace behavior. Niccolo Machiavelli, the author of The Prince, once wrote, whosoever desires constant success must change his conduct with the times. In 1994, Polaroid owned the category called instant imaging. Five years later, they declared bankruptcy. In 2007, Blackberry, otherwise known as RIM, held 20% of the global smartphone market. Today, they have less than 0.1%. In 2020, Skype had 32.4% of the video conferencing market. Last year, they had 6.6. And going into 2022, I've got to imagine half that amount. The mistake of all three of those moderately competent companies was behavioral. And it's really my belief, and I will go to the grave on this one, behavior is the root of all actions, all decision-making, and all consequence. Behavior is what enables or disables transformation, or frankly, progress. As my good friend and polymath, Stephen Titus Smith once wrote, behaviors are the building blocks of culture and mentality is the architect. The way your organization works, the way it collaborates, it innovates, it produces, is most impacted by its behaviors and by your behaviors like young children, employees often mirror the behavior of the adults that supervise them. Bad behaviors beget bad behaviors. Good behaviors beget good behaviors. To transform an organization is to transform its behaviors and the mentalities and the belief systems that directly and indirectly foster those behaviors. I want to just take 10 seconds right now Whether you're a leader of an organization or an employee in an organization, just take a few seconds to think about the behavior of that organization, the good behaviors and maybe the not so good behaviors. All right, hopefully some interesting thoughts in there. Highly transformative leaders have to commit to this habit, the idea of embracing behavior and developing the habit of understanding why people and why they behave the way they do and determine how to change their behaviors to transform the organization and its many consequences. The natural next question is, okay, how do I manifest habit number one, embracing behavior? All endeavors have to have a starting point. So here's my proposed starting point for you. And this can be done at a macro organizational level, could be done within the confines of a team, could be even done in a family, which would be an interesting exercise. So here's the task. Conduct an audit of your organization to determine what its current behavioral norms are. But before you do, I suggest reading a book titled The Unwritten Rules by a guy named Peter Scott Morgan. It's a really profound look at how the unwritten, non-codified behavioral rules inform how every organization works. So let's take another 10 seconds. I want you to think about the unwritten rules of your birth family, the family you grew up in. 10 seconds. What are the unwritten rules of the Colbert family, of your family? They're there, right? You were able to come up with a short list pretty quickly. The unwritten rules exist. As you're auditing your organization, assemble your leadership team or assemble the the team that you work with and ask them what they think the unwritten rules are. And then as a team, rewrite them the rules like values and mission statements are the guardrails and guiding lights for your organization to become the kind of organization you want and need it to be if you have the unwritten rules that are wrong you need them to be rewritten to be right a, a little story here years ago well not that long ago i was invited to work with an executive team of a company that was trying to be more innovative transformative higher performing. And one of the first things I did with the team, group of six, was the unwritten rules exercise. So there we were in a conference room, and I asked everybody to take out a piece of paper and write down their top five unwritten rules of how the organization worked, its behavioral norms. I then asked them to hand me their pieces of paper, and I proceeded to the whiteboard where I listed what everybody said without acknowledging who said it. And what we quickly saw was a lot of alignment that the executive team all pretty much agreed on what the unwritten rules were. The alarming part was they all pretty much agreed that the most dominant unwritten rule of the organization was this distrust before trust. And they were shocked that everybody else saw the exact same unwritten rule, and they immediately understood why they had struggled to innovate, why they had struggled to transform, why they had struggled to become a higher-performing organization. They knew that in a distrusting environment, one cannot get to the place one is trying to get to. We then proceeded to rewrite the unwritten rules, and as you might imagine, the first rewritten unwritten rule was trust. A second thing you can do is to change the performance evaluation process of your organization to include behaviors as a key facet of every job description as a focus in the performance assessment process and the critical dimension of performance improvement planning and goal setting. Let me, let me explain this a, a, little, a little more dimensionally. The majority of job descriptions consist of tasks and responsibilities. And the irony of that is that when we go to assess somebody, particularly in the white collar working world, we tend to focus more or less on the tasks and responsibilities and more on how they are. Are they collaborative? Are they accountable? Are they good at multitasking? Are they personable? Are they positive? Are they a team player or do, you know, do they do what's asked no matter what is asked? These are all behavioral dimensions or components of, of performance. And yet the vast majority of job descriptions and the vast majority of performance evaluation systems completely ignore the behavioral dimension. Over the many years that I have run companies, every performance evaluation system, every job description has involved or focused on no more than five key behaviors. Remember, behaviors are the root of all action, of all decision-making, and all consequence. The last part of this performance evaluation component is the idea of making active coaching on behaviors a central competency of all managers. I mean, think about that. Managers who are managing to task and responsibility will only get so much performance improvement out of the people that work for them. But managers that are helping employees become more proactive, helping them become more collaborative, helping them become more accountable, de facto will achieve far greater results. The third thing I would recommend in terms of adopting habit number one, embracing behaviors, is this. While you do the work of auditing the organization of capturing the unwritten rules while you re-examine the performance evaluation system. The other thing you should do is to do the work of looking at you. What are your behaviors that motivate and support the change and growth of others? And what are your behaviors that are getting in the way? Effectively, I'm proposing taking an audit of yourself. What are the behaviors that send the right signal? What are the behaviors that send the wrong signal? If you want your organization or your team to become more open, more collaborative, more courageous and transformative, more honest, more candid, more loving, how are you doing on a day in and day out basis being an example of all that? Whatever your answer, habit number one requires you do more of all three. Start coaching yourself. Thanks for listening today. Wherever you are as a leader on your transformation journey, you'll find more helpful resources at chriscolbert.com, from more podcast episodes and my film talks from around the globe to my blog and books. And if you're a CEO or leader interested in getting my advice, you can reach me there too. Just head over to chriscolbert.com. Thanks for listening.